Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Go on then, you start, fella. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to this quarantine podcast that's coming to you twice a week. What? Twice a week. Twice a week. You lucky sods. Um, I'm Tom Shanklin. I'm Guy Flats. Obviously. Um, Hi, Tommy. Hi, David. How are you? I'm all right. Um, What are you wearing? I'm wearing tracksuit bottoms, uh, a active wear t-shirt and a hoodie and white socks. Mm, what are you wearing? Socks. I've got no socks on. Um, I've got a pair of gym shorts and a gym t-shirt on. Did a did my Joe Wicks this morning. Um, How'd you find it, the kids? Uh, it's it, yeah. I I can, I can manage it. Put it that way. Okay. Um, I've not done them yet. They're quite easy. I mean, your kids can do them. They kid, your kids can literally do. Them. Oh no, the kids do um, them. I just haven't done it. I just I watch. Yeah, I try and join in, and I want to. I don't want to be um, too competitive. No, do you know what it is? You're not like me. Yeah, you are a bit because you're big and you've got a knackered knee and stuff. But I want to. I don't want to reach fifty in ten years and be so big and stiff that I can't move. I want to keep moving, so I'm actually okay. I because normally, as you know, what I do is like three or four times a week, I just lift weights and I eat all the food that goes with lifting loads of weights. And I reckon, I don't know if I'm right or not, I reckon I'll be one of the few people to actually lose weight during isolation because I'm not lifting heavy weights all the time and still eat a bit. But I'm quite enjoying just actually moving and played football yesterday and did tackle practice with the kids and walked quite a long way. When you say you played football, you mean you just kicked the ball in the garden? No, there's fields. There's fields near where we live, which are completely empty. I say empty. What you had a uh, game of football? Well, the kids and I kicked the ball around. Oh right, sorry. 
Oh, no, I didn't play in a game. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, five, local five-a-side Oh, but you're, no. you're, but you're claiming that as fitness, so. I'm a, no, 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 but oh. it's just movement. Well, okay. I mean, it's movement, so at least I'm jogging a little bit, because I reckon I've gone a year without jogging anywhere. Yeah. Oh, you're claiming movement with playing with your kids. I love it. No, you, you don't, you're not listening. You're being, I am. You're being a, <laughs> I, my, my exercise routine consists of driving or riding my electric bike into town, walking down the stairs into the gym, lifting weights solidly for an hour, three or four times a week, walking back out and going home. I don't actually get above a walk very oh, okay. often at all. Okay. And I've got a really slow dog now, so I don't those walks barely count as even walks. So so actually it's quite even to literally that's the point. Literally jogging around with the kids is more movement than I normally do. Speaking of um, dogs, fella, I've got one that is barking. Now I I don't know which garden it's barking from. I saw on your Instagram. It's quite a few houses away. I'm thinking maybe 100 yards, 150 yards, because there's woods behind, you know, I can't quite see. I went for a walk yesterday to try and find out what house it was barking from. I was going to knock on the door, stand two metres away and say, all right, guys, um, your dog's barking. Can I walk it for you? Um, Hoping they'd say no. Um, But it stopped as soon as I got close. So what can I do, mate, all day, every day? It's barking. Um... Yeah, it is. There's nothing. Well, Bub said a rifle, but I'm not like that. Yeah, I go crossbow quieter. Yeah. Um, I've got one literally across from my back garden mm. and doesn't bark all the time, but it barks at 6 30 really every morning, every morning, and wakes up me and the kids. It's like a rooster. Right? So Cockerel. I am walking every day past this guy's house, waiting for him to come out. Anyway. By the, I'll tell you what you can do in a set. I think you got it right. But I, the other night, it was barking, and I was like, God, look, dog. I mean, it was like half nine, so I couldn't see it. Went upstairs, and I was going to lean out the window and say, shut up, bloody thing. Oh, right that. outside the kids. Shut up. Anyway. Video it if I, you do. Came up, looked down to see what house it was. And, Anthony Watson. Uh, I don't know how. No. Oh. Sorry, Mr. Lowe. No. I'll tell you even worse. Oh. Don't know who they are, but they... It was pitch black, so it was half nine at night or so, half nine, ten. The living room lights were on and the o- curtains were open and they were having intimate time. Oh. They put the dog out when they are doing that. That's sort of, that's free TV, free browsing. Suddenly, mate, I couldn't hear the dog barking anymore. Do you leave a couple of quid on the doorstep? <laughs> Little note. <laughs> oh, you My lucky. went all red. Yeah. <laughs> you lucky thing. Toes started curling. I grew so, taller. yeah. So what can I do? I, Leave a note the through the door? Say, I'd almost knock on the door. Yeah. Or do that and say, I know it's tough because dogs get frustrated, but your dog is barking all day and we're in our garden all day. I'm very happy to walk your dog for an hour. Mm. And give it some exercise. I would honestly, I think that's a really good idea. So it's that or less, Caesar Milan. You can't, but you can't do anything if it's not your dog, and you're like, you can't get to it. Mm. It's so annoying. There are people that just let their dogs bark all day. Like, yeah. are you I'm, kidding me? I'm thinking, how can you enjoy your day in the house if it's just barking constantly? So I don't know. Maybe they're out. Maybe they leave it at home and gone out. Yeah. 
Well, go out know. where? Thing is that we we could be being horrible. They could be like NHS key workers, and they've got no choice. They've got to work extra hours, or whatever. But if you stick a note through and say, "I know it's really tough. I'm more than happy." I bark before this, mate. It's it's always barking. Oh yeah, but you yeah, but then all right. So we're not being nice. But that passive aggressive offer to walk it. Mm, that's what I thought. That's what I, I got. The only thing is at the moment, right? I don't look the greatest because you know when you grew a um. Uh, a comedy moustache, but didn't raise any money for November. But you just did I've got it for one awareness. Now. Still yeah. raising no money. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing one. I'm doing a isotash. I call it. Are you? Yeah, I've just bought through boredom, mate. I thought I'm going to grow a quarantine moustache, and I'm just going to let it grow. I'm just going to let it grow and see what it does to me. See if it changes me. It's like changes my features. You know, certainly. Well, hopefully, you know, when we're out of this period i'm gonna walk through the shops and there's gonna be a few more looks my way this is so weird and listeners might not believe this but i literally decided yesterday to grow an isotash independently of you well mine's four days old yeah um but i quite like it and it's at that period now where it's it's not too long um it's sort of looks Looks all right. Looks like it's meant to be there. You know, like some people grow a little bit of facial yeah. hair. Chris Checo always grew a, li- a little, a little tash around the top. Kept it really trim though. So I don't trust those, mate. Yeah, Richie Reese always has a little bit of a. You shouldn't have facial hair that take looks like it's had a lot of work put into it. Yeah. No. Well, this is quite thick at the moment, so I'm liking it. But I just think everything's. I think I've got food around my mouth the whole time when I haven't. All you need to do with the clippers is just when it starts getting long and dropping down over your lip, just trim it at the top of your lip. That's yeah. all you ever need to do. Okay. okay. I've got well, grey bits in mine now, fella. I think when we do our next Insta Live, which is going to be Monday, you know, we're going to really see the benefits, aren't we? But I am. I think it's going to look amazing. Are we only going to do Insta Lives on Mondays? Yeah. Should we do that? Otherwise, yeah, fine. we're not going to have loads to talk about, are we? And, nah, fine fella. Um, I've got a lot on anyway, mate. We're going to look like two dirty New York cops. <laughs> Who work outside the law. That's so, that is so odd. Well, actually, I say it's odd. There's probably a million blokes decided to grow a beard or a tash during isolation. I literally decided yesterday. And what I always say to people, oh, it's, if I've done it before, my kids love it. And they're like, oh, it's so cute. He's willing to look that odd. He's willing to look that awful, rather, for his kids. My kids hate it. The police take it off. And I say, no, I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm getting quite attached to mine. Um, also, this week I've been a little bit, I've been experimenting with food a bit. Obviously, everyone's a bit bored. Um, I put a photo of a corned beef and pickle sandwich. Oh, mate! Now a real mixed oh. response from it. You would, because they don't know. My family think it's dog food, but I'm I grew up with it, and I love oh. the stuff. I love it. Mate, Cor- you grew up with it. You got seventy caps, so. It works. You can't beat corned beef and pickle. Now, there's been people saying chilli sauce, put chilli sauce in, put cheese in it, toast no, it. What? Um, all Onions sounds I nice. like the idea of. Yeah. I like um, that idea. But it was 50, I think 53% of people, I did a little poll on Instagram, said... 55, I checked. All right, 55. Yes. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's, it's sort of... Shows you how torn the the nation are on corned beef. 
just the it's just put. Do you know what it's doing? It's pulling the UK apart. Mm. Mm. It's dividing the whole country. It's putting everyone. But you like it? Stress. Love it. Yeah, but that's no surprise. But yeah, great gear. That mm. tell you what is a great meal if you want to make it for your your kids. Will pro- your kids probably if you show them corned beef, they probably wouldn't want it. But corned beef and baked beans pie. Ooh. Or a corned beef pie with baked beans, rather. So literally a bit of pastry, corned beef, make a little pie. You can make your little individual pies. And with baked beans, it is lush, mind. I like a corned beef pie with um, short crust pastry. Whoa, yeah. That is just, with brown sauce then, warmed up. Oh, mate. Um, speaking of meat, mate, um, Field and Flour, there's still a deal on Field and Flour. You get £10 off any order over £60. All you've got to do is type in flats 10 into the uh, code and you'll get your ten pound off and that is going until the thirty first of March. So well, crack yeah, on, and with on that. that and on that subject, Tommy, mm-hmm. why don't I tell you what I did for supper last night? Yeah. Hit me. Um I went at you. Actually really simple. It was um a couple of ribeyes which I did last minute. Obviously field and flower gear and a pack of sausages which you base it on the on the Kamado Joe I did. I mean you can't you can't really cock that up. Um but the best thing I did was some Hasselback sweet potatoes. Jimmy Floyd Hasselback. Jimmy Floyd's mate. You know his dad got done for armed robbery. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching <laughs> watching Chelsea. Oh, it's so fun. I nearly sent to our mate Tomo. You know Tomo, this mate yeah. what everyone called Tomo. I nearly sent him a joke last night. Just because I we watching Chelsea play once, and there this guy was playing. He goes, oh, I forget. I think it was a right back. Right back. Dad's on telly last week, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like one of those new TV vets. Yeah, he's always like saving animals and stuff. Dan Petrescu, pet rescue. <laughs> it got me so hard. It got, and then he got Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Oh, his dad got done for armed robbery. James um, Miller put something really good up on Twitter of um, a full a full football team. Using all full of them, did he? Yeah, like a lamp for Lampard. Stuff yeah, like that. It's really good, good stuff. It's, it's really great good. stuff. Um, David Silver's Tempe Tempe coin. So I did. <laughs> I did some Jimmy Floyd Hasselback potatoes. Yeah, and what you do is it's really simple, but you just get your barbie going or your oven going, whatever. But you just um, get some potatoes and you want to chop them. Say the length of a sweet potato, you put like eight to ten slices in it. Okay. But get almost get two wooden spoons. Do you cube them? No. So keep them whole, wash them, keep them whole and long, put them lengthways on a chopping board, and then sandwich them in between two wooden spoons, right? And then chop down onto the wooden spoon. So you're chopping about seven eighths or three quarters of the way through the whole depth of the potato. Yeah. Like so you're chopping bread. almost almost to the bottom all the way along. Yeah. So you're almost making it into a fan. Yeah. So you chop it all the way along, and then you just put a bit of olive oil on them and stick them on the grill for like an hour, and then right at the end, brush them with a bit of whatever you've got, butter, melted butter with some rosemary and some honey or some maple syrup. Stick that on the grill to just warm that up in a little pot, and then just brush them with it for five minutes. Take them off, pour the rest of the melted stuff on, and they are at, even the kids were absolutely mad for them. I like Beautiful. That. that. Sounds good. It's really easy too. That sounds good. Um, it's really easy. I mean, the weather's nice now, so it is barbecue time. I've got some piri piri in the freezer. Um, nice. Yeah, I've got loads of stuff. 
Some pretty, pretty cheap. I love sit behind. Uh, burgers, it. sausages, a lot. Um, and luckily, I've got enough gas. I just I oh, got yeah. a gas bowl at the end of last season. A big one. Oh, yeah, of so, course. Yeah, without that, I would be knackered. Um, Do you know what I did in my um, last house well, a few years ago before I moved? The outdoor kitchen I sorted out, I built and stuff. Had Didn't build it. Mate, Dino built it. But I had... I got so bored of running out of gas because I had a wood pellet. I had a Traeger for the wood pellets. I had a Kamado Joe and I had a gas one. Nice. I got so bored of running out of gas and going in and out of the house that I basically had hot and cold water and power and lights run to it. And then I had mains gas. Yeah. But we didn't even have mains gas in the house on the street. Oh, right. So you think, how did I get mains gas? Yeah. Would you like me to tell you? Please. Basically, this was in the days before I realised you didn't have to spend more money than you earned every month. But I basically got a mate of mine who's a bar season ticket holder around from the gas board, effectively. And I had two massive tanks put in that were like, I don't know, a zillion litres. But you know the one you get for your barbecue? Mm-hmm. I had one that was like ten times, two that were like ten times the size of that or five times the size of that put in this special enclosure, which we fenced in and painted like duck eggs so it looked trendy. You wouldn't know what it was. And then one of them ran out, and it, it would automatically switch to the other one, and it would notify the installers that one had run out, and it would be replaced automatically. So they would come down the side of the house. They got written permission. Yeah. So you never know that it's ever running out, and they replace it. So I put myself on a contract. Um, and then I moved house and had to cancel that contract. And people that are moving in said, can you send us the details of your gas contract? Because that sounds really convenient for the barbecue and stuff, because they were keen too. Yeah. And... Well, I nearly got a nosebleed when I realised how much it cost, but I did a lot of barbecuing in those days, every day, every single day, so it was worth it. Yeah, well, I got one of those big bottles, which goes under the barbecue. I've also got a small one as well, so when the big one runs out, I can take that down to Cardiff Gas, exchange it, but I've still got the little one then, which I can use in between, you know, to finish it, it off. So this is The thing is, this is the stuff people want to hear about. This is real life, fella. Yeah, yeah. Um, you been to the shops yet, in lockdown? Yeah, I went this morning. I went early. Uh, it's fine. Just got some eggs, um, some bread, some fruit. It's fresh produce, really. Got loads of got loads of stuff, um, like in the freezer, like frozen chips, peas, veg, meat, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. you need stuff to go with it. So you need potatoes, broccoli, um, carrots, onions, yeah. salad. So that's the only issue, and they go off really quickly. So yeah, I went down this morning, um, had my gloves on. I also had some hand sanitizer for after. Held my breath when I passed someone. Yep. Um, and some um, and some ice cream and lollies for the kids because weather's so nice now and the ice cream van doesn't come around. So and they deserve a treat. You know they're working hard. Yep. Yeah, they're working very hard. Too right. Um, they are working right now actually. Good on them. Working on their tans in the garden. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. So um, some big news for the self-employed coming out. This evening, um, it's Thursday, Thursday the 26th. Um, Is it coming Chancellor, out Yeah, apparently so. Boris said yesterday. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing different, I'm hearing Prime different said yesterday. amounts. I'm hearing different, it might be this much or it might be capped at it's that. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because it's easy for PAYE, but when you're talking about self-employed, it's, you know, some people dip in and out of being self-employed. Sometimes their employees sometimes they're self-employed yeah, so it's yeah. it is quite difficult um it's also for people as well that don't declare income as well 
you know a lot of, a lot of people I'm presuming might be like that you know they get paid cash for certain jobs doesn't go on their um the tax returns yeah. so so yeah it is a, it's a complicated one but hopefully um we'll get some good news for all the self-employed people out there big up I mean, yourself you wouldn't ever pay like a builder or a decorator or a plaster in cash would you in case they didn't declare it no 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 exactly same here never would no I don't pay taxis in cash just in case they don't declare it. Do you? Um, not at all. Or I only yeah, go Uber anyway, mate. So I do. You know, there. I don't know. We. I'll obviously have a. I'm very keen to see this uh, package because for the self-employed, it is a relatively precarious time, isn't it? Hmm. Precarious time. So, um, you know, I hope they. Well, they will deliver something. It's just interesting to see the levels to which they deliver it. But cross fingers. No yeah, cross fingers, fella. Cross fingers. Be all right, wouldn't it? We'll be all right. It's got to stay well. Apparently, I read last night that relatively soon, whatever that means, we'll be able to buy tests on Amazon. I mean, they'll all be gone in an hour, so you won't be actually be able to get one. Tests on Amazon, pinprick tests to test whether you've got the antibodies in you. Okay. So you will effectively... We're still not quite sure about recontraction, are we? But you will effectively know if you've had it or not, I think is the point of these tests. And you'll be able to get them on Amazon. Okay. Amazon have bought three and a half million yeah. of them. Um, and I guess the, the priority there is that there will be however many they need for the NHS and key workers and whatever. Um, and then, then we can test ourselves, rightly so. But it would actually be interesting to know if you're safe basically and if someone says right if you have these antibodies then it means you are not infectious and you are not at risk of being infected or catching it whatever contagious sorry then it means you can go and see your parents it means you can move mm. a bit more freely yeah, but, i don't know but are your parents your parents might not be the same though no but you can't give it to them yeah Okay, so you can yeah. go and see your parents without fear of you being oh, okay. the one that gives it to you. them. So they might still get it, but it wouldn't be from you. I mean, if anyone's listening to this today, don't forget at 8 o'clock tonight to open your doors and clap for the NHS for what a great job they're doing. Um, I saw on the news that Dyson are making a load of ventilators as well. Yeah, um, They haven't that, been yeah. tested yet. but And also the amount of volunteers that put themselves forward. Um, to help the NHS, they've done a uh, they've put a makeshift ho- hospital together, haven't they, in the XL, yeah, um, which the army are running. So it's incredible what people I've are doing. I volunteered. I filled out the volunteer thing for the. I'm trying to become one of the volunteers, but I think there obviously so many people, which is a great thing, have applied. Yeah, that they can't actually get back to everyone yet. So I did it two nights ago and haven't heard anything back yet. Okay, I would Except do. It, I would do it if I didn't have three kids to look after. That's the only thing. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I've but I think what I think that. what you can do is, from what I read, you basically will have an app if they accept you, and then you will be able to just click on and off duty. So, if you are free um, for a few hours, you can just click on duty or available on the app, and they might say, "Right, can you deliver these groceries to here or this medication?" Oh, right, okay. I, I can't do it. I can't do it all day. Like you, can't. I thought it was for the um, NHS, but that's something different, is it? No, it's the NHS, but it's it's or is it? It's, yeah, it's NHS, but it's it's it, um, the grocery thing might be misleading from me. But I think you, there are certain jobs that we can do. Yeah, so you can deliver. You just, can be a delivery man for the NHS, delivering things like masks or taking them from. Yeah, and you can do all that kind of stuff. And there's there's also things like I think you've got to have a certain sort of license or something. But you can you can be the person that picks someone up at hospital and takes them home and settles them back in at home. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. Um, 
thing is, though, it sounds like yeah. tea and cake with lots of people, which sounds good. And I know you're very much like that David Williams character out of Little Britain, you know, who likes older women and just <laughs> starts sucking their toes, taking them to the toilet. And everything. <laughs> Do you remember that character? <laughs> <laughs> no you don't remember it oh it was amazing it was david williams and he had long hair and glasses oh yeah i oh think it was God. was it long hair no i don't know no no i don't no. remember the character it's absolutely yeah. hideous yeah like the little old lady would say I, I um i need the toilet can someone help me he put his hand up yeah i'll help you straight away love <laughs> it was so horrible um oh, christ no, what have i fin- i finished the test on amazon Brilliant. Already? Well yeah. yeah. Really six, six episodes. I think it's six. Uh, yeah, the last one was the uh, the test last year, the Ashes test last year. Um, was it last Apparently, year or the year before? It, it, last you end year. up rooting for Australia because it's so good. Yeah, it is like that. Um, but it was, the episode was when, um, who was it? Ben Stokes takes them apart. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was last year. It was brilliant. Brilliant, but yeah, you are right. Like we all support England and Wales cricket board, but you do actually because you get to know the players, and you know they let their guard down, and you get to know their characters and everything. And, you know they're funny, like like all teams really. But you feel you feel you know them when you don't really. But you do end up rooting for them. You really do. Steve Smith, brilliant in it. You know, especially coming back from from his cheating scandal and the bloke he is. And the bloke he's developed into now. I really like Tim Payne, the captain. I really like Justin Langer. There's some quality people on there. Um, and they look like like all good teams. They look like they really get on as well. So I thought it was up there with one of the best sports documentaries I've watched. But I want right. to watch the Tiger one. Have you watched the Tiger one? I can't remember what it's called. I've watched about 40 minutes of it so far. What's it called? Tiger King. That's it. That's it. Is it good? It- I think it might end up being really good. It's just so bizarre. Yeah, they're still sort of setting it up, really. Okay, Um, okay. I watched it, but but I'm I'm just just getting into. I tell you what, I watched the first half of last night. um, Was Dawn Wall? So there's a really famous climbing, free climbing documentary called I think it's Free Zero. Is it? Yeah, is that one where they uh, he climbs Yosemite without any rope? El Cap, El Cap, yeah, yeah. This guy, this is a different challenge altogether, but it's the same fate. It's still El Cap, but it is really, really good. Really, I'm not overselling it to say What's that it I'm Dawn Wall, as okay. in Dawn, Dawn of the Dawn in the Morning, Dawn Wall. Yeah. Um, also, At some you stage, know, everyone's woken up to the crack of dawn. <laughs> so, so, people recommend things on Twitter and stuff, and we ask people recommend, and loads of. Sometimes loads of people recommend things that I've seen, and I'm like, I know everyone's got different tastes, but I'm like, can you not see that this is really poor television compared with really good television? Oh, you're very like, opinionated on things like this. I know. And one program that's Slash got everything. me a little bit like that, but not quite, is I've started watching, everyone, loads of people said, watch Justified on Amazon. It's got six or seven series. I was like, good, that's what I need. Okay. Started watching it. The main guy's great, really good actor. Great looking bloke, fun character. But I was like, I'm two or three episodes in, and I'm like, this just doesn't compare to top of the range TV. It just doesn't compare. So, how are all these people saying 
Loads of people said it's the best thing I've ever watched. I reckon 20 people said best series I've seen. I'm like, how on earth can you watch any of the great, the great series and then watch this and think this compares? Equally, I'm probably going to keep watching it because of the situation we're in and it's quite light and it's... But it, it annoys you, doesn't it, if someone walks out of the room and they've got like a pair of white socks on and they come back in and they've got grey socks on. That's it. Yeah. It's ruined for you then, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Or a sound, you see a bit of a sound because boom. they doesn't happen in succession because they take care. Mm. The odd, the odd mistake I'm fine with, but it's like, it's like in um, Commando with Schwarzenegger where they crash, they, they crash that. Um, I think it's a yellow nine eleven, and it's all smashed up. And when they drive off, it's immaculate. You're like, come on, how yeah. did no one see this? Mm. But justified to me is like, wow, this is really low rent compared with some of the best series and. All these people are saying it's the best thing they've ever seen. I'm like, you haven't lived, guys. Well, you're gonna get you're gonna get some abuse now, but you know, live Maybe. by the sword, Although I am die by the it, sword, which is the main thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, should we talk a little bit about rugby? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I never know about stuff like this, but Premiership Rugby has said they want to. We want we want um, Premiership Rugby to be the first sport back on TV, and we can play two or three or four games a weekend in the same ground and do all this stuff. And I just Part of me, selfishly, I think that would be great because that means I'm working again. However, I do think to myself, it's just so much more important stuff to be thinking about other than when can we get our sport, when can we get our game back on the telly and start making money again and keeping our sponsors happy again. I just think it feels a fraction as important as everything else that's happening. So I sort of think, why does a why does a rugby governance organization why why does why does anyone need to make that statement and say we're going to be first it's like it's not a race back we all want it to come back everybody but also you you want to be you want to work you know you're you're not part of a big governing body like that but 
I bet you can't wait to get back, you know, working again. No, I can't, but I, but I, I don't want to accelerate my, my, I don't want to accelerate back into work quicker than I want the country to be okay and everyone not to die. No, I think, like, what, I think what they're saying is as soon as it's legally possible, you know, they want to get things up and running straight away, you know, not have, you know, as soon as it's deemed fit to play rugby by the government, then, you know, they want to make sure that they've got everything in place. You know, they've got things lined up, plan do. A, plan B. So I wouldn't say it's all, like... All businesses do, but, but this I'm was a statement out yet. of nothing. Yeah. This was a statement out of nowhere that says, we want to be first back. And it's like, well, I think I want you to, to in a way. But it's like, why is that important at the moment? It's kind of not really. Um, I, I suppose it's just giving people some some hope, some light at the end of the tunnel to sort of say, look, this isn't forever. You know, when it Maybe, yeah. when this does blow over... We want to get back running as soon as we can, you know, to, to get sport back to people. Because, man, I didn't realise how much I missed sport at all. It turned on Sky Sports, absolutely nothing. No live sport at all. I can't remember that ever. It hasn't yeah. happened ever. You know, no golf, no football, anything. You know, I'd watch anything. Tennis, cricket, all gone. Um, so we're going to do a little bit about rugby on this. Eddie Jones recently, um, I think today, was asked to take a 20% pay cut or 25 percent pay cut I'm sure he will down to 400 bags a year poor yeah. bloke. um but we're gonna talk about just some of our previous experiences in rugby so if we look at coaches flats we've we've been coached by quite a few different coaches who would you say in your opinion would be the best coach that you've played under who had the most impact on your career oh um Good one. I uh, I can name more than one, can't I? Yeah, you can. But give us reasons. Michael Foley at Bath was just exceptional in terms of detail, just exceptionally bright, well-researched, um, brilliant technical coach. Mark Bakewell, Ford's coach, was outstanding when he was with us at Bath, working in conjunction with... Steve Borthwick and Gruy and everyone. He was and I thought he was just brilliant. Um, he he had a brilliant mixture of loving the boys, being a straight shooter with the boys. Boys adored him, wanted to work for him. When we lost games, one of the first things we spoke about was how apologising to Bakes for letting him down, and yeah. boys would have died for him. And that that is something that is quite rare in the pro game. I think we would absolutely have laid in the road for Bakes, and he was a brilliant technical coach as well. Um. I found Steve Meehan, um, he left Bath in not particularly pleasant circumstance, in a particularly pleasant way, but from memory, but I found him a really good um, attacking coach. Like my, I didn't need much attacking coaching because I couldn't attack. <laughs> I didn't do any attack, but he would just little things. He would say, why don't you just try standing here? Why don't you try taking the ball like this? Yeah. You're not going to, you can't do that stuff that Matt Stevens can do. Why don't you try doing this? And that can be your little thing. And but it also really it's worked. not, it's not, you know, you still want to make yourself available because people don't know that. All they see in front is body. Yeah. So you've got to get yourself, you know, as a genuine threat. You're probably not going to get it, but, you know, you've got to act as a decoy if you're not getting it. Yeah, exactly. But also it'd be like, right, coming around the corner, there are times when I can develop a bit of momentum coming around the corner. Yeah. But I'm just not very fast. I don't have a lot of footwork. So it's like, if there is this gap, you need to be bolting at this gap here. So all you need to do is bolt there, bolt there, bolt there and expect the ball if the gap is there, run into it. If it's not, just drop it off on your hip, left or right, because I'm going to make sure someone else is there. Then he goes to the other guy and say, every time off this play and this play, you make sure you're on Flats' hip. Yeah. And I did it with Matt Stevens, and it literally worked time and time again, and Anthony Peronisi as well. It worked. It must have worked 20 times in one season, 
those little tweaks were so clever and so well communicated. I really appreciate it. And, and Brad Davis, who's London Irish defence coach now, yeah. was he was a brilliant coach for us. He, he was, was the excellent. excellent. Well. Yeah, he was excellent. He was a yeah. brilliant guy and really good. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're the different coaches in uh, different positions. And remember Bob Crooks at Saris? Yes, yes. Crooksy was sort of Academy's 21s coach. And then when we someone got sacked or whatever or left, he stepped up to being first-team forwards coach. He did half a season or whatever it was, and then they replaced him. They brought someone in. I was always really disappointed they replaced Crooksy because I thought he was really, really good, mm. really good communicator. Good he was bloke. good. How about you? Um, same as you, really. There's a few. You can't sort of put your finger on – you can't just name one because it's about different parts of your career. When yeah. I first joined Saracens, which was a year after you, you know, Francois Pina, who was coach, you know, I, I hadn't seen anything like that before. You know, the professionalism of that team, how hard we trained, how hard we worked, and that had a massive impact on on me physically. So I'd have, certainly have to say um, him because it was my first real professional team apart from London Welsh, you know, where, you know, you train Tuesdays, Thursdays. This was every day, all day. And it took me by surprise, really, about how hard teams actually train. And, um, you know, we're quite new to professional rugby then. So um, it was a great eye-opener into it. But as you go along then, I think Scott Johnson was just brilliant for Wales, brilliant for me, teaching you really about game management, about being a genuine threat with the ball, um, without the ball. So, you know, if even if you are going to be a decoy, you run that decoy line like you're going to get it. You know, everyone's an option. So um, he sort of taught us about how to how to move up as a line at the same time as well so that no one was getting left behind. So that literally when the ball was coming out the back of a scrum or a line out, you know, there was five people in in that line, in that attacking line, and all could get the ball. Um, because, all in motion. Yeah, all in motion. So, you know, what that does to the defence then is that they're looking, thinking, because sometimes when you're defending, you can really pinpoint who's going to get it. It's that obvious. But to try and make it not so obvious, you've all got to be running at the same time and the same depth. Um, I thought he, he was just brilliant for, for my you know, It's interesting that. Because I, 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 I remember a couple of Aussie guys I know, Aussie coaches. Yeah. And I said, this guy, because he was on the touchline somewhere. And I said, look yeah. at the hair on him. He's like Gerard Depardieu. And yeah. they both turned to me and said, mate, the bloke's a myth. I won't say the word. He's a myth. He doesn't do anything. What does he actually do? And then I remember you mentioning him before to me, and he's reminded me now that actually the people who were coached by him yeah. said he was brilliant. Yeah, he, he was. just doesn't obviously need to publicise himself too much. We no. did so many just two on ones, three v twos, working on quick hands. Just really developed our skill level massively. And Steve Hansen was also great because Steve Hansen was coach of Wales. Scott Johnson was number two, but Scott Johnson stayed a little bit longer. Um, Die Young for my time at Cardiff. Much what you're saying, um, just boys loved him. Brilliant bloke, really good coach. Huge amount of respect for him, and um, you know you do anything for him. And he, you're right though when you say you come off the field and you've lost, you're more worried about letting die down than your yeah. teammates. That's how much you know the boys thought of rare him. That. So, yeah, especially in the pro game, it's so rare. Isn't Love it? him and really funny bloke as well. You know, when you take him a little bit away from rugby and when he relaxes, when it's not like in a team meeting, he's funny in team meetings, but when it's a little bit away from that, mate, not many funnier blokes. I tell you now. Oh, that's good. Had on and massive calves as well, so you'd like No him. point in being that big if you're not funny. No, exactly. Ask Gareth Chilcott. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also then you've got to look at Warren Gatlin. Just... 
what he, what he did for Wales through his period um, for 12 years just simplified everything, made Wales super professional, made the game yeah. simple for Wales. You know, we were lucky that we had the likes of of Jamie Roberts. We had big ball carriers to play the way he wanted to play because, you know, if you get a team full of Shane Williamses, there's no way you can play a physical game, is there? You know, you need no. big, solid ball carriers. You're mutes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it certainly worked for him. So, yeah, they are the best. Who would you, who would you say you weren't coached by but would have enjoyed to be coached by? Um, I think I would have enjoyed Warren Gatland yeah. just because of what I know of him as a bloke and what everyone says. So I think I really would have enjoyed that. You would have suited the game plan as well because it's, it's, it was simple. quite simple. Yeah, no, but <laughs> yeah. it suited everyone. You know, you try and make rugby yeah. as simple as possible. You don't want to overcomplicate things. Equally, like we had Brian Ashton for a year or so at Bath and he got, he basically said to us, right, Flats, what are your strengths in attack? I said, mate, I'm a good decoy. You don't want to use me, mate. I'm terrible. And he's like, no, nah, we're not doing that. You're running first carrier off the back of lineouts. You're doing this. You're going to learn to offload. You're going to learn, and it, honestly, it completely changed our game. So yeah. some some coaches are great because they teach you to do things you didn't think you could do. Um, but I was coached by him. It's just someone I forgot. But Gatland, um, and who else was I? Who else was I thinking of? Um, well, obviously Sean Edwards. Everyone would love that. But yeah. I think I would have quite liked to be coached by Richard Cockerell. And after. After I'd had three years at Bath, Leicester offered a few of the Bath pack um, contracts, offered us three-year deals. And um, we were going to get a minibus up there at one point. I think there was five or six of us they were talking to at the same time. We all stayed. Um, but I remember thinking, well, I, I want to win something with Bath. And that would mean more to me than winning winning everything with Leicester, to be honest, because Bath was my club. And I was happy to stay. But I did look back and think, well, his regime of it is what it is, just I can get on with it, that yeah. would... That would quite suit me, that. Um, I quite like that. And also, I quite like a lot of contact in training. I always quite, I, enjoy, I preferred that to just running in skills because I, cause I wasn't very good at running in skills. So yeah. I was better at contacts. I preferred really physical teams. So when you went with England or England A or whatever and you went on trips, they always did loads of contact in the week and the lads hated it. I loved it because I was like, I'm much more comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm used to. <laughs> you know, like yeah, so those guys. What about you? Who didn't coach you that you would have liked to be coached by? Well, looking now, I think I'd love to be coached by Scott Robertson from the Crusaders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way they play, his approach to the game, um, it's really attack. I I prefer coaches, I think, that want to go all out attack, that want to play wide, wide, sort of wide, middle, wide, not so much coming back on cuts, switches, keeping it tight. I'd much rather play... A more expansive game. He's one I look at now and I think, yeah, you know, it would have been great. And also, he break dances, so got that in common. Yeah, it's a win, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, also looking at it now, now you've stepped away from rugby, where you get to see more rugby. Um, you get to see um, more different rugby from different countries. And everything. Brad Moore, um, who's at the Scarlets. Yeah. Um, Boy, speak really highly of him. He's going to uh, All Blacks next season, yeah. and you know his philosophy on the game is very much like Scott Robinson, and and also the coach now of Exeter. Who is it? I've gone blank. Ali Hefer. No, Rob Baxter. Rob Baxter. Sorry, Rob Baxter. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. I just think those three guys just seem to have got the culture right. You know, they seem to enjoy themselves off the field. They play really well. They all play quite similar on the field and you know that's 
that's the type of game I'd want to play. Yeah. You know, high pace, yeah, like keep the ball in play, you know, back in your skills, back in your fitness. So, uh, yeah. Fitness. Mm. Who's the fittest bloke you ever played with? Quite Aerobically. a lot. Of, there's quite a lot of fit players. Gethin Jenkins was fit. Um, cause yeah, was, but you and I, you, have, you haven't thought of... You haven't thought. You haven't thought of the one we've both. We've both played with Tony the Rocks. Guy in, yeah, Tony Rocks. Yeah, loved run. I tell you who actually got a start for Wales because of his fitness was Tom Pridey. Oh yeah, Tom Pridey. He was a. He was playing at the Ospreys at the time, or the Ospreys or Scarlets. I can't remember, but he was a fifteen or a wing, and it was two thousand and ten. Six Nations and Italy was the last game anyway Wales been pretty poor all the way through and it was the last training session on a on a Wednesday so sort of the last big training session um last sort of fitness contact that sort of that sort of one and we every time we dropped the ball we had to do I think they were called Henke Mullers where you had to basically run diagonally across a pitch round the cone um width and diagonally back then width every time we dropped the ball we had to do it and he was just nailing those runs like absolutely he's like a it was like bambi mate he was skipping along the grass just killing everybody he was only 18 years old and impressed warren gatlin that much that they put him in a team against um italy had a go weekend. yeah he did all right we won i wouldn't yeah um yeah tony rock i remember doing i remember this and Somebody might tweet us and tell us it's rubbish now or it's been surpassed. Over. I remember him doing a nine-minute, 15-second 3K. Wow. I remember him doing it. And we'd all, get, we'd all got into watch, him. Though, weren't they? I remember, yeah, I remember getting into him. We'd all said that Pat Sarnison did a 9.30, which was a lie. Pat was very fit, I'm sure. But we said, oh, Pat, oh, dude, this boy's up. Pat did a 9.30 the other day, 3K. And Rocky was like, 9.30? God, that's quick. God, that's really quick. That's a three-minute ten k. Three. Oh god, that's tough. You know, Rocky hammered it. And I remember him doing the night, the three k. Then in the afternoon, when we did weights and we did all this stuff. And then the afternoon, there was optional speed endurance. And Rocky was back at the track. With his spikes on doing speed endurance. We're like, mate, chill out. Unbelievable, unbelievable. You know, like we played 3Ks. tons of games for England, didn't they? Seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with three k's, you can't get everyone on the track at the same time, so you split it. Yeah. Um, you'd always want to go in the first group because there's nothing worse than watching a friend or a teammate in pain oh. knowing that that's to come. So if you get the option, always go first. Um, and then you'd go first. I think I, I think my best was something like 11.20 maybe. I was never good at 3K. I wasn't really good at fitness to be honest. Uh, but then I used to sit back and absolutely love watching like Gareth Cooper Michael Owen. It was all fast twitch though. Coops, all fast he? twitch. Just it just him and Michael Owen would be running together. They'd have about four kicks uh, in you know in their three k. It was just <laughs> it was just brilliant. Then they'd save it for the last sprint just to knock a couple of seconds off their time. Um, it's horrible though three k. I don't think the boys do them anymore. But no, they don't. Thank they God. don't. They're irrelevant. They're stupid. Yeah. But, um, remember someone telling me that Victor Ubogu got. 16 minutes 45 or something and he's like right that's the time to beat because Victor was like ripped when he had a six pack you know yeah. remember I did it and I was terrible at it because you know crap at running asthma rubbish and no no lungs so I was like right I'll do it and I did it in like 1340 or 13 and a half or something like that 
and that wasn't brilliant. I was like, oh my God, that is over three minutes faster than Victor Ubogu. That's almost a lap. <laughs> I was like, that's unbelievable. That's, that's way more than a lap. I was like, oh my God, he plays for England. And then you're like, I could play for England. You play against him and you watch him run and you're like, no, he he is actually, yeah, he is actually a superior athlete. What about, um, what, your, what would be your favourite um, weight exercise? Well, like if you're going to the gym when you when you were playing, what would be like one of the first things you go to? Give us an upper body and a lower body or a full body. Upper body bench press. Yeah, love that. So what I you know I was good at because I was strong with short levers was bench press and pull ups. So yep. not as good as you, not as good as you at pull ups. But yeah, but you don't you're not pulling up 100 kg though, are you? No, we did a, we did a test on England tour once, 2004 it was, and I remember. It was like, right, you've got to warm up and you've got to do a few sets of pull-ups, like straight arm pull-ups with a pause at the bottom. And you've got to do arms. My arms don't go straight anymore, but my elbow's knackered. But when my arms could go straight, you have to sit at the bottom for a second and you go. And I remember doing 27 straight arm pull-ups. And I was 120, wow. 125 kilos, which was so That's I was good, good at those. Um, I couldn't do over grip, though, because of my shoulders. So I did... Unmute like under grip or oh, neutral right. grip because I, I can't do the harder okay. ones. Women's. You, you do, do the harder ones on your knees as well, do you? Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, but my arms don't rotate like out like yours do, so yeah. I can't do those. Okay. Um, bench press, I was good at because I've got a very deep uh, rib cage and short arms, <laughs> yeah. so it's not very far for it to travel. I'm going but... bench as well for upper body. What about lower body or full body? Didn't do any lower body weights when I played rugby, which is an odd thing to say, even though I was a prop. Didn't do any what? very fit. Did no, no squats. deadlift. No a squats. Bit, a, I did a bit of deadlift. Okay. Cleans. Nope. Arms, my wrists and my wrists and um, elbows don't work, so I can't. You know, the bar sits across your shoulders. Yeah. Mine sits like fully four or five inches above my shoulders. I can't. I can't sit it there at all. Okay. My arms just I, don't go I there. quite like power cleans, but I couldn't go very heavy. Like probably a hundred. Or maybe 105 was like the maximum I could lift. I was too worried about my back, really. Um, yeah, yeah. But great exercise for your whole body. Yeah, bench. Um, if you if you can do bench, pull up, deadlift, squats, you are professional rugby player. Well done. If you well, if you could basically do, if you could do squats and pull ups, you're winning. Yeah, you're um, all right. So we'll finish on best worst roommate. Hang on, who's the strongest bloke you ever played with? Um. Who would be the strongest? I saw Josh Navidi's stats on the wall a couple of years ago at the Blues training ground. He's a strong mute mind. Jake Ball is a beast, apparently. I've not played with him, but he is a beast. Um, who would be the strongest? I'd probably go again, Gethin Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. His stats are on the wall too. Also a very strong bloke. Yeah. Um, and you? Um, uh, Pete Short. Yeah. Second row. Okay, right. So, Freak. last one now. Best and worst roommates. Oh, Or just give us the best. Well, worst, Mark Regan. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, best roommate, Martin Wood. Right. As soon as you get in the room, when you've been in there three minutes, you've got a cup of tea, you've got complimentary biscuits, you've got... He used to, I remember once he undid my trainers, took my trainers and my socks off. He said, come on, let's get you later, get you a cup of tea. And then he'd go through all the channels, let you know what channels you got. He did all He did all the admin, all the room admin, oh. and he was constantly funny. A con Martin Wood is a constantly funny human being. You want that, don't you? You want to be entertained. Yeah, like when we used to get room service when you and I roomed together and you'd always be accident pretending to be asleep but naked when they walked <laughs> in on top of your sheets. 
<laughs> you get arrested now. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I look back now and I think oh, we had a great time room together. It was Matthew Reese? Now I obviously knew him um, well, but you don't really get to know someone until you spend all day with them um, yeah. and sleep with them, and you know your little chats before you go to bed. But I might have said this one before, but we were in South Africa touring and we were rooming together and it was when Mario Kart was on the Nintendo DS so mm-hmm. on the back of the bus all the boys were playing you could hook the games up via Bluetooth and you could all play against each other anyway we were rooming um, next door to Stephen Jones and every night we'd just play Mario Kart all three of us um, and it was great fun and then we'd he got me into toasted sandwiches and milkshakes and we'd get that delivered to the room and then we'd leave the tray outside Stephen Jones's room and he ended up getting in a lot of trouble from Andrew Hoare, our strength and conditioning coach, because we weren't dull. You know, you're not going to leave a tray with a remnants of a milkshake and crusts and cheese of a toasty outside your own door, are you? And uh, every time we'd just have a little giggle as we're putting outside his door. We'd be like SAS, we'd open the door quickly out, quickly in, close the door really quietly so it wouldn't sma- uh, slam and then job done. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Too easy. Exactly. All right. Well, there we are. Hey, well done, boy. We're going to be back on Instagram live uh, on Monday. So, I don't know, get some questions in. Join us. One o'clock Monday, isn't it? Yeah. One o'clock. Maybe we'll do half 12 Monday. Maybe we'll do half 12, Tom. Yeah. It's probably a little bit easier. Yeah. All right, right, kid. Well, look. Look after yourself, okay? Stay out of trouble. Um, Stay safe. Keep washing your hands, boy. Keep up those fitness sessions slash... I'm going to play in the garden with your kids. Keep it up, he's playing football. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw when I was at the park yesterday, someone shouted, Oi, t- your time's up, time to go, get off our field. And it was Anthony Watson and Jeff Williams, too. Well, Jeff's left Bath Rugby now, but he was there for a long time, and Ant Watson. And they were coming out to do some training on the field. They had a load of balls with them and a load of kit. And, mate, boys do training differently now. Really long, leisurely warm-up. Really took their time. They both looked immaculate. They had a portable stereo with hip hop blaring on this, oh, you know, no. backfields. And they were like, the way they move, mate, the way Anthony Watson moves is just, it is a beautiful thing. I like, agree. I agree. It is a beautiful thing. And he's such a nice man. We kept our distance, but yeah. what a specimen. Jeffy, too, but Ant Watson, butcher. Another crazy. level. Yeah. There we are. All right. Cheers, boy. Well done, fella. Ta Bye, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.